One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. When it comes to the looting, any reason is a good reason to engage, as far as these folks are concerned, in very bad behavior. One of the leaders of what's been going on in Philadelphia in terms of break-ins, 50 people arrested, havoc continuing, happening two nights in a row, leaving residents desperate. One of the leaders was laughing before. She's a social media influencer. I talked about her last night. Uh, She live streamed a lot of what was going on. And her name, Deja Blackwell, known as Meatball. That's her nickname. And I want you to listen to this. While this was going on, she had plenty to laugh about. But after spending a night in jail, facing a number of charges, she's not laughing now. Listen to this. I just want to say thanks to everybody that, you know, carry for me. Ain't nothing, never been nothing. I never been doing nothing like that ever in my life. I don't even know what ha- what, what happened. Like, I need some sleep. I'm scared. I'm traumatized. Wow. Looters started their crime spree after a judge ruled to dismiss a murder charge against a white Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed an African-American resident by the name of Eddie Irizarry. So just last night or or the other day, you had uh, this week, you had groups of thieves uh, working together, destroying property in several areas of the city, smashing their way into stores and stole as much as they could before fleeing. Suspects also ransacked more than a dozen, more than a dozen state-run liquor stores in Pennsylvania so thoroughly that the state announced that it was closing its Philadelphia operations until further Notice some of the stores that were hit Apple, uh, Lululemon, and it was an absolute mess. We are going to be taking your telephone calls dealing with this and a number of issues. 800 848 WABC, 800 848 9222. The migrant situation, worst case scenario fear, has apparently happened. A 34-year-old migrant man allegedly molested a 7-year-old girl at knife point at a Queens Hotel housing asylum seekers. 
after he apparently lured the uh, child and her twin sister to his room there. This is according to police. The sisters, they're asylum seekers as well. And they were staying at the uh, Hotel Mint, JFK Airport in Far Rockaway with their family. And the two girls were apparently playing in the hallway around 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday when this uh, individual convinced them to follow him, apparently, to a room on the second floor. He then, according to police, put a knife against the neck of one of the girls and touched her private area. When the twins' mother knocked on the door, the uh, suspect apparently jumped out the window and then trying to act like he had nothing to uh, do with this, walked back into the building through the lobby when he was confronted by the young victim's older brother and a fight ensued. So a worst case scenario in which we all fear when you put these migrants in communities where they're young children, where they're young ladies, and apparently it has happened. I want you to think about this next one. And let's go ahead and open up the phone lines. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. More than 40 pounds of fentanyl valued at $1.5 million were seized from a drug mill that happened to only be about six blocks from the Bronx daycare center where the one-year-old boy died after being poisoned by the uh, lethal opioid. Well, according to the New York City Special Narcotics Prosecutor Bridget Brennan, she says that the defendant, right, so six blocks from the daycare center, that's one, but here's the major part. The defendant is charged with transporting almost 30 pounds of fentanyl bricks in a rolling suitcase. So in a suitcase, a rolling suitcase on a subway, a New York City subway through a subway station and on the sidewalks of a busy Bronx neighborhood. In other words, let's break it down to the lowest common denominator here. This drug trafficker was caught rolling a suitcase with enough fentanyl to kill millions of New Yorkers. Millions of New Yorkers. And you want to talk about outrage as we are about to start your telephone calls? Here's outrage. You may recall that professor at Hunter College, Shalene Rodriguez, that threatened the uh, New York Post reporter with a machete and was criminally charged, well, she has a new job. And she was upset that the students, that pro-life students at Hunter College were had an information booth and she knocked over all their information and uh, threatened the reporter and, and chased them out into the street, not once, twice. Well, chased them out the street once, but put the machete up to the re- reporter's neck, uh, chasing them twice. So now she has a new job. Right. So they got rid of her at Hunter College. Guess where she's teaching now? Cooper Union. Cooper Union. The school has hired this controversial professor who wants 
threatened to chop a New York Post reporter with a machete. Now imagine how those students at Cooper Union uh, feel knowing that this young lady, uh, th th this professor, not young lady, is going to be on their campus now. The 46-year-old Rodriguez was fired from her job as an adjunct professor at Hunter College and the School of Visual Arts after she was caught on video threatening a veteran New York Post reporter. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot to talk about the situation in Philadelphia. Absolutely uh, an outrage. And I, I want to know this, this uh, Deja Blackwell is apparently 21 years old. She's clearly not very educated. And when you look at her and listen to her, and she has close to 200,000 social media followers. What is this world coming to? Let's go first to Al and Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning to you, Dominic. You know, Dominic, what we're seeing in the city of brotherly love uh, is the further uh, destruction of Philadelphia. Uh, you know, if Frank Rizzo, he was, you know, he was the mayor yes. and police chief uh, maybe yes. 30 years ago. No uh, nonsense. If he was still in charge, uh, this would never occur. Uh, what happened, which was so awful with the city of Philadelphia, too, uh, about four or five years ago, uh, they had a statue of Frank Rizzo. He was well regarded by many of the citizens. And when they had the defund police movement, they even removed his statue. So uh, what's occurring in uh, Philadelphia is a real travesty. And, you know, you're right, Al, when you think about uh, the former one-time police commissioner, former mayor, Frank Rizzo, no-nonsense guy. That's right. And so let's just look at this for a second. With officials that are no-nonsense, this stuff didn't happen. With that's this right. pandering and everything else that's going on, it, I, I, anything goes. I, I just, Al, I, I just don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I don't. Maybe it's not for me to get. I don't understand. Al, thank you for the call. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio Good morning, Dominic. WABC. Yeah, I'm the teacher who was moved now to Cooper Union. I mean, Cooper Union may have been a place uh, in the 1860s where Abraham Lincoln spoke. Um, it's one of the, I don't know, two, two or three places in New York that he spoke. But that is not the Cooper Union of today. Uh, Cooper Union today is uh, basically um, the hotbed for communism, <laughs> uh, extreme wokeism, and leftism. She fits in perfect there, and uh, the students will love her because she's going to say all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, a forum for a pro-life, uh, th th they would forbid that. So that she'll just be perfect there. But, but Norman, what about the machete? What about that? Um, it doesn't matter to the extremists that the person, you know, try, committed an assault. doesn't matter. It's, they, they, it's the cause. The cause is everything, Dom. Not the, the means, the fact that she had a machete, she could have had a machine gun. It wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference. It's the cause, Dom. The cause. The cause is most important. And that's it. 
I mean, you know, it could have been a butter knife if it would have been if 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 they if the pro-life person would have pulled out a butter knife, they would have been you know that would have been an assault butter knife, and they would have been prosecuted to the max. But no, it's the cause. This woman is is a. Before I let you go, I do want to ponder this this issue. What committee, interviewing committee, screening mm-hmm. committee, who would hire, let, let's take the politics out of it, who mm-hmm. in their right mind would hire someone like this? Um, the people on, the, on their board are, are leftists. They, they think that this person is bringing something positive to the institution. They probably were 60s radicals. Um, maybe they were in the Black Panther Party. Maybe they were maybe maybe they were weather underground. Those are the types of people that probably sit on those boards. And when they when this unstable lunatic went in front of them, they just said, oh, she's our kind of people. That's it. They don't give a damn that if one of the students will maybe say something to her, she'll <laughs> flip out and pull out a machete again. Uh, it's it's they have a famous uh leftist personality in their institution and they don't give a damn what the end results are going to be that's it that's the left everything is emotion motion wow well <clears throat> the, the 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 issue becomes if if she's willing to pull out a machete at a mm-hmm. reporter with the photographer standing there to take the pictures what is she going to do when She's back in an in, in an academic mm-hmm. setting in a classroom. It is simply amazing. So, Norman, thank you for the call. Let's go to Deposit New York. Let's say good morning to Warren. Warren, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much for taking my call. What you're seeing in Philadelphia is directly what's going on in New York. In every major city, it's being run over by lack of education. Um, uh, race has a lot to do with it, and they feel that 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 they are entitled to be able to do all this stuff and get away with it, and no one should stop them. And it's tearing our country apart. It's got to stop. And so, Warren, you you're you're a former state trooper, correct? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. So, how does it stop? I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I feel you that we need a hardliner in, in all of these the uh, metropolitan guard. areas to say enough is enough. But in your opinion, how does this stop? You have to start sending in the National Guard. That's what they're there for, to get civil rest and get civil peace. There's only one president that ever did that, and that was Abraham Lincoln. And people don't, you know, don't like to talk about that, but he's the only one that did it as a president. We have to get these cities back under control. We have to get the cops so they're respected. And we have to, foremost, is a people got to be more educated in who they're voting into offices for these positions. You know, Warren, I, I, I hear you and I, I agree with you, but I, I just think this is going to be a lot easier said than done. I, I you know... And folks, I want you, thank you for the call, Warren. I want you folks again. This young lady's name is Deja Blackwell. And uh, uh, 
She today today she was well a few hours ago. She was standing on a stoop of the home where she lives, and you should have seen the hot shorts that this young lady had on. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. And a halter top. That's what it looked like she had on. And I want you to listen again to the two sound bites that we played earlier. And we're taking your telephone calls this morning on a number of topics from Philadelphia, the looting that's going on there. A 34 year old migrant man arrested for molesting a seven year old migrant girl at knife point, touching her private parts reportedly a man arrested with more than 40 pounds of fentanyl. That's bad enough. Just six blocks from the daycare center in the Bronx. That's bad. But charged with with rolling this stuff around in a suitcase on the subway, through a subway station, and on the sidewalks of a busy Bronx neighborhood. Do you know what could have happened if for some reason the bag came open? Millions could have died. I want you to listen again. While the looting was going on in Philadelphia the last couple of days, things got so bad, they closed down the state-owned liquor stores uh, in Philadelphia. That's how bad it got. I want you to listen to this lady, this young lady, was telling uh, people, you know, take what you want. Listen to what she said. Listen to this one more time, folks, please. Unbelievable. And then, of course, after spending the night in jail, she had this to say. I just want to say thanks to everybody that, you know, carry for me. Ain't nothing, never been nothing. I never been doing nothing like that ever in my life. I don't even know what what, what happened. Like, I need some sleep. I'm scared. I'm traumatized. She's traumatized. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. About 1,600 years ago, the predecessors to Black Lives Matter and Antifa were called Goths, Visigoths, Vandals, Huns, and they toppled the proud Roman Empire and destroyed it. That was the end of the Roman Empire of over a 1,000 years when the um, barbarians came and took over when the inmates started to run the asylum. And we are just the latest country. This should be a cautionary tale to our fellow Americans. Wake up, forget about woke, but actually wake up out of your induced sleep, your comas, and realize that these are all symptoms of something that happens. Those that don't learn from history are destined to repeat it. I'm glad you said that this morning, Steve, because it seems like it seems like we're going down memory lane, but even going much further. And I, I just don't know where the end is to all of this. And I, I know if I were elected official and elected, I'd be embarrassed. If I were a prosecutor, I'd put my head under a rock somewhere in terms of uh, what's going on. All over the country. Steve, thank you for the call. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? 
Yeah, I want to make a couple of points, a couple of separate points. First of all, I heard this uh, about this this meatball woman. I heard the whole story on, on Kelly this afternoon. And just to adjust your facts a little bit, I don't think she spent the whole night in jail. Kelly said she spent an hour and a half in jail, and he thought that she was contrite. But if you, but when I heard her voice, that didn't sound like contrition to me. It sounded like somebody that spent only an hour and a half in jail. If she spent 48 hours in central booking, I think she would have been, maybe she would have been contrite. But what you heard was not contrition. She said, I need sleep. There was somebody just wanted to go home and go to sleep. Okay. She'll do okay. it all Larry, over again. Larry, Larry, I didn't say contrition at all. So why you're, you're going to hold me accountable for what no, Greg you didn't said say on that. No, 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 no. I just said it was an hour and a half. He said contrition. I'm sorry. He said she sounded contrite, but 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 he was wrong. Okay, because she only spent an hour and a half in jail. And okay, but she, why are yeah. you talking to me about what something Greg said on the air? Because you said she spent the night. I'm okay, to just, but listen, just if, if you have an issue was, with something that Greg Kelly said, you address that with Greg Kelly. Why would you call the Dominic Carter show to talk about something that was said on the Greg Kelly show? I, I, I repeat, because you said she spent the night. It was not the night. You know, I, I'm, I'm, Larry. I gotta, I gotta be straight with you. I, I try to give you the benefit of the doubt taking your calls, but I'm receiving a lot of emails of people telling me that it's time to ignore you, and, and I'm starting to think that that perhaps they're correct, folks. Why would you call a show that's called the Dominic Carter Show to take issue with something that was said by another talk show host on the same network, a great talk show host, but Greg Kelly? We're two different individuals. Let's go to Stefano in the Bronx. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dom. How are you? So I'm going to make it quick because I know you get a lot of callers all the time. But I think you can put all of those issues all in the same basket with the same common denominator. They've taken away the consequences. So I believe that you can look at all of those different things we're talking about tonight, whether it's Philadelphia or anywhere you want. It's always about the consequences. It's like they used to do back in the days, even the mobsters back in the day. They knew there were consequences. They knew the risks and the reward. They would wait You're them out. Correct. And, You're correct. And they would weigh it out, and they say, hey, listen, if I get away, it's $5 million. I can't do that in a lifetime. I'm willing to risk three years. So three years, you make $5 million. But they always knew what the consequences were, and they were always there. Now they've taken the consequences away. So it doesn't really matter. You give it a shot no matter what. You got nothing to lose. But the only other point that I want to make real quick, and it's got nothing to do with that kind of, but if we don't focus on the electoral process, this is never going to end because we need to fix that first so that our vote counts. And if we really want to change these people, we can. Because that's the only way you're going to do it, by changing the people. But if our votes don't count, so we need to really focus on the electoral process Get that fixed so we make sure that the right people get in office. Thanks for your time. Okay, well, wait, Stefano, you said we need to fix the people. I think that's what you said, or change the people. The, elect- the electoral process. Yeah, we need to change the DAs. We need to change the DAs and, you know, the elected officials. But uh, the only way to do that, of course, is going to the voting booth. But people have lost trust in the voting process. We need to rebring that trust. Uh, like I said, too many, you know, too many videos of uh, people getting locked out of uh, polling stations, 
boxes being taken out from under tables, cardboard being put up so people can't see what's going on, uh, you know, voting machines across five, uh, five states and five swing cities all going down at midnight. Too many coincidences, too many things. People, people don't believe in the system anymore. You've got to get that back up and rolling. And then we could finally vote for the right people to do the right thing. Hmm. But the problem, it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Stefano, thank you oh, very no much doubt. for your no call uh, in the Bronx this morning. In a moment, I'm going to go to Lars in Los Angeles. But first, let's go to Ted in Forest Hills. Good morning, Ted. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, I, I got to know before I get sick. The policeman in Philadelphia that shot the Afro-American youth, was he justified? Please tell me he was justified, even though it's critical. I don't know enough of the case uh, to comment on that, uh, especially considering the controversy of it. Only thing I can tell you is that uh, apparently uh, the African-American resident, Ed, Eddie Irizarry, was in a car, and uh, there are reports that the window was rolled up. I, I don't know what happened, but but where, where are you going with this, Ted? Ted? Ted, pay attention to me, not to the radio. Where are you going with this? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so where are you Hello? going with this, Ted? I'm trying to understand. No, no, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know because it's black versus white versus black, even though it was right. terrible. Maybe okay. maybe the black guy had a gun. I don't know. I hope not. Right. I, I, okay. And I, just I, I don't to even say, know uh, if the looting... Thank, thank you for the call, Ted. I don't even know, frankly, folks, if the looting is really connected to uh, the fact that the murder charge was dismissed against this uh, white uh, Philadelphia police officer. These individuals, as I said at the very top of the show, are looking for any reason. They consider any reason a good enough reason to loot and engage in very bad behavior. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're taking your calls on a number of topics, the issue of migrants, and, you know, it's it's absolutely horrible. Uh, you know, worst-case fear of what would happen in some of these cases. 34-year-old migrant man allegedly molesting a 7-year-old migrant girl at Knife Point, at a Queens hotel, housing asylum seekers after he lured the child and her twin sister to his room there uh, at the hotel meant JFK Airport in Far Rockaway. And they were playing in the hallway and, you know, and he apparently uh, touched uh, her her private parts. And um, I see we have uh, Frank in Queens, in which he says he's a Cooper, Cooper Union graduate, regarding the machete professor who's now going to be teaching there. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to Frank, and we'll also, as I mentioned, go to Lars in Los Angeles and more of your telephone calls. You can reach us this morning on this Friday morning at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Talk Radio 77. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Friday morning. One of the stories that we're focusing on, it appears that crime pays. You may recall the professor that us that taught at Hunter College and uh, she threatened a New York Post reporter with a machete then she chased his photographer in the street in the Bronx she was let go from Hunter College well she has a new job she's going to be teaching at Cooper Union she's already been hired you cannot make this stuff up let's go to Frank in Queens Frank is it accurate you're a Cooper Union graduate Hi, good morning. Uh, thank you for having me. I never called before, but yes, I'm a Cooper grad. I graduated in 2000, and it's amazing that I hear this news on the radio, and they don't tell alumni or public or anything like that. They're very secretive. They don't tell this, you know, except you find it out on the news, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's very disturbing, you know? Tell me why. Um, well, Cooper, as I, I was there at Cooper, like about uh, ninety six to two thousand, it's it's a, a storied college in New York City, and it prides itself on. And uh, Lincoln spoke there before he was elected president. It's all about free speech. It's all about uh, 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 elevating people and elevating merit and bringing the best out of people. And as students, the best students were there, the best people around, the best professors, they inspired the best out of people. And in the last few years, it's been very, very disappointing as an alumni how bad this, this, this school that I attended, how low they have sunk to, to catering to woke politics. I'm an engineer, and... Engineering science should be based on facts that could be established and proved, not politics and not social opinion. And to degrade that education into social opinion and and politics, to me, uh, it's disgusting. It really degrades the college. I'm sad to the, to the depths that this college has sunk to. And this, this professor, alleged professor, how, how, how dare they degrade this institution? It really makes me feel so sad. But, Frank, th- this is not woke. This is just stupid as stupid gets. I mean, is this a PR stunt? I mean, I, I cannot under any scenario see how you hire someone like this. This goes way beyond woke. How do you think the students are going to react yeah. at Cooper Union? Well, uh, you, you bring up a good point. Uh, is it woke? Uh, it's somewhat woke, 
right? Because it does play into politics. It plays into a political bias that the more current administration is trying to direct the college into, which is different from the prior administrations. The college has been around since 1859, and 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 only recently have they been changing their bias. And and it's a very blatant bias in this college. Recently, recently, and I'm talking about with like within the last five years. Uh, is it woke? Is it bias? It's it's um it's a little bit of both. I don't know what they're trying to play to. They are disenfranchising a lot of the alumni. They're disenfranchising a lot of people. I don't know who they're trying to attract. It's a very small school that used to be 100% uh, free tuition scholarship. If you got in, it was totally 100% free. Great education. I love the time that I had there. I got the best education, the best people, the best professors. It was fantastic, but it's it's a different world now. It's amazing how it changes in a few years. I would like to highlight. I got a. I didn't get an email that this professor was hired. I only find that out on on your report tonight, which is why I called in. But I got an email a few days right. ago that Nancy Pelosi is speaking at the school. So they have Nancy Pelosi. Politics of a certain vibe is getting a uh, a station on the Great Hall stage where Abraham Lincoln spoke, and it's RSVP. I encourage people to go. I encourage people to show up. Um, I don't know. I, I think they should challenge her. That's my 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 personal belief. They, but everybody should challenge everybody. Honestly, we should all have our own opinions. Right. And not be biased and, and not be like, not be broken down. But but we are we are we are supposed to challenge everybody. Right. And, well, and you should well, Frank, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank you as a Cooper Union graduate, because I had forgot about the fact that it was free, you know, for the students that were accepted there. And you basically got a free education. So thank you very much, Frank. In Queens, we'll see how this all plays out. I mentioned Lars in Los Angeles. We still have the situation in Philadelphia. What's going on there? We say good morning to you, Lars. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, uh, Dominic. You know, you shouldn't be so surprised. Um, Academia has always been a refuge for radicals. Angela Davis has taught here in uh, in California for almost for the last 50 years. She started at UCLA. She went to UC San Jose, San Jose, and currently she's at UC Santa Clara. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, former mayor of Chicago, she was recently hired by Harvard. And um, I, I firmly believe had Huey Newton not died from his drug addiction, he would be a professor somewhere here in California. He had a PhD. A lot of people don't know that, but he had a PhD at the time of his death. Um, but regarding the, uh, the uh, Philadelphia uh, looting situation, what I thought was particularly insidious was the fact that what Apple did, they uh, blocked those iPhones that were stolen, so they were totally useless. And you can see on the video once they discovered that the phones were blocked, 
they started destroying the phones. They just started slamming them against yes, the uh, asphalt. And what what kind of rage is that? I mean, that's just pure evil. And I felt it watching that video. And I don't know where that's coming from. It, that's it's, it's it's scary. It really is. So, Lars, you've talked about the wokeness issue and crime before. How do we collectively as a society turn this around with these young people in urban America that are completely out of control? Well, as I've said before, we've got to start educating our kids. We've got to get them back into church. And we've got to keep them away from that hip-hop music. But more importantly, it's the education. We are not educating our kids. 84% of black kids cannot read at grade level in this country. That's not a good road to success. And we have too many young black people who should be in the military, for one, but we have too many young people that have too much time on their hands. And as a result, this is what we're getting. These school districts mm. across the country, they're run by these radical leftists. And Randy Weingarten, the head of the uh, National Teachers Union, the woman has blood on her hands. But she also has the support of Joe Biden and the whole Democratic Party. So. Until we start educating our kids, this is not going to change. You've got to be educated to live in this competitive technological world that we're currently in. In Los Angeles, a one-bedroom apartment is at least $2,000 a month. If you're not educated, if you can't read, how are you going to find a job that will afford you the ability to pay $2,000 a month for an apartment. It's not going to happen, which is why Los Angeles is the homeless capital of the country with 80,000 homeless people sleeping on the sidewalks as we speak. So that's my two cents. Lars, thank you uh, in Los Angeles this morning for uh, for your perspective. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Friday morning. I'm about to go to Jim in Staten Island. We're taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight and uh, also coming up at at 12:45 the uh, chronicles of dominic carter let's go to jim on staten island good morning jim you're on talk radio 77 wabc how are you dominic uh, good very morning, well thank say. you for asking just uh, driving home from uh, a, a meeting i had to go to and i was listening to your program as always on the way back at night and i heard the gentleman commenting from uh, cooper union the alumni there Yes, and a point that he made was that that I that I think he brought up later about the fact that years ago, before the school went totally woke, it was a totally free scholarship-based institution. A good friend of mine that was a classmate with my cousin, top valedictorian in his junior high school days, went on there and high school and graduated from an, 
a free school where it was a meritocracy based. And once the wokeness went into Cooper Union, there was big litigation a few years ago where they now charge twenty plus thousand dollars because obviously there is no business sense in any of these wokesters because all they worry about is spending other people's money. So here you had a historic institution in New York City that offered free tuition to worthy students. And what happens? The professors get in there. They overpay themselves. The school has now become an institution of they build and build these monuments to themselves. And instead of being a continued place for hundreds of years that has been offering, I guess, Mr. Cooper, whoever it was way back when, put the scholarship money up. And now these kids that are bright students are paying college, normal college market rate tuition when for maybe since the time of Abraham Lincoln, it was a free school. And it's indicative of this, how the left works. Whatever they get involved in, they destroy, they debase, and they make it more expensive. And that's why I see now with uh, all these uh, NGOs, all these non-for-profits, I work, I came from a non-for-profit meeting. I'm on my church board that's a non-for-profit. We have 20 people on a board that work for free, and we do God's work. And here you have all these young people. I work for a not-for-profit making $100,000 a year. In my mind, that's not a not-for-profit. And that's what sadly. In a lot of people's uh, mind. In a lot. Yeah. Where is the community? uh, President Obama, a community activist. uh, We're all community activists, but we're true community activists because we work for the community without laurels without a paycheck, without health insurance. We have our jobs. We have our families. We help this city. We do all that we can do. In fact, we were fortunate enough. We had our festival at our church. The mayor came by. Our congresswoman, Malyatakis, came by. We had a wonderful time. We raised money for the church on what? On the sweat of our board, our parishioners that put in time to make the festival that we can have a nice time in uh, our churches in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I live across the bridge literally I am right now in front of my house within eyeshot of Fort Wadsworth and in within uh, a quarter of a mile of PS39 where I went to school as a kid, which is butt up against St. Joseph Hill Academy, an active girls Catholic school, which is right next to St. John's Villa, which is the now closed, hopefully permanently closed migrant center. And uh, here we are, you know, you, 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 you come to this, you know, my parents came here as immigrants worked hard, came with nothing, had responsibilities, were not offered anything by the government. You work hard, you buy a house, and nothing against these migrants. But what gets me, Dominic, is that we're spending, the mayor's talking about spending $12 billion on getting them housing, getting them motorcycles, getting them telephones. Has anybody said, these people are arguable refugees. Has anybody, our governor, our mayor said, okay, They want to be processed. They're here to be processed to see if they are refugees, right or wrong. If they are, they can stay. If they're not, they go home. Who has mentioned of our political class, let's have, let's hire a dozen attorneys, make them administrative law judges, show them the law, teach them the law so they can judge these cases and then process these people. This way they're not in limbo and we're not in limbo because what's going to happen next year? That's not going to happen, Jim. Uh, you already know they, they're receiving basically desk appearance tickets uh, to return seven years from now at a minimum. 
before their immigration hearing uh, is held. Jim, thank you for that call from Staten Island this morning. I've got to take a break, folks. When we come back to Chronicles of Dominic Carter, plus we'll continue taking your calls. We'll go to Staten Island, New Jersey, and Long Island. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I may sound a bit naive, but when does the politics stop? Former President Donald Trump has lost his last ditch attempt to delay the New York City fraud trial as the New York State Attorney General Letitia James plans to put him on the witness stand. On Thursday, Trump lost his last ditch effort to delay the fraud trial as the Attorney General Letitia James informed the court she plans to put him on the witness stand. A mid-level state appeals court lifted a temporary order pausing the trial scheduled to start next week in the suit, which we all know by now in one of these cases here that in, that accuses Trump, his uh, his children, and the Trump organization of of um, committing rampant fraud in New York's real estate market. So the Attorney General Letitia James plans to put Mr. Trump on the witness stand. We will see uh, what happens. We are taking uh, your telephone calls. Let's go to Roberta on Staten Island. Good morning, Roberta. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, Dominic. Uh, I've been hearing lately about uh, immigrants that have been flown in, uh, about 200,000. They have a special app that that the, they can go wherever they want in the U.S. And I'm sure they're getting all the whatever they need. And so they don't even have to go through the Rio Grande or the, any Texas border or anything. They can come by airplane now. That's well, they the they've been on they've the, been flown for for a while. Um, I you know I I don't know anything about this. Is this a credible uh, news organization you're getting this from? Well, I've been hearing it a couple of places on the radio, and I, and I see it on the Internet, and I, I see uh, where it comes from. But um, Washington Examiner says, is that credible? Well, it's, it's all in the eyes of the beholder, right? So, <laughs> well, but, 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 I, but I hear you. Thank you so much. Hey, Roberta, Roberta does, that, does that bother you? I mean, it bothers me. How do you feel about that? Well, of course. I mean, the, the whole country's being wrecked. Are we ever going to get our country back? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the mm-hmm. price of gas is very painful every time you put it in your car. And the food, everything is too too high. You can, you can say that hard. again. It, it's, it's crazy what's uh, going on with the prices around the country. Thank you, Roberta. Let's go to Fred and Garfield. Good morning, Fred. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. I'd like to say that when they have a debate like seven politicians, when one politician is speaking, the other six microphones should be off and have the name of the politician and what he does. This way we could learn who's who and eliminate this uh, over-talking each other and all talking at the same time like The View. Well, Fred, here's the dirty little secret about debates. Every news organization will tell you that they want to hear the newsmaker. We want to hear as much substance as possible. 
at the end of the day, it comes down to ratings. And so you will, I can't think of a scenario where other mics are cut off while one is talking because you may have a, a, a more important politician, let's say DeSantis. If someone, if Christie is talking and DeSantis mic is turned off, you, you're going to miss any, any, no, you, any then you give him a chance to two. talk. Say that again, please. Then you, if, if Christie wants to say something uh, opposite of what DeSantis is saying, okay, wait, wait till DeSantis finishes, then give Christie a chance to say, okay, what well, you said was wrong. And yeah, you, no, you, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way, Fred. Uh, because they all talk over each because, other. Because you the, turn I, it off. I, I you don't hear even your frustration. I, I feel your pain. But the person that's talking will filibuster and talk forever to make sure no, that you the others him, don't get a chance to respond. You give him so many minutes, and then he's done. And right. there are no interruptions. We'll, we'll learn what they want to do and what, what they shouldn't do. I, I think well, be, remember what I said, Fred. It's yeah. about ratings. That's the bottom line. Thank ratings. you for the call. Uh, what kind of ratings do you think they get when, when everybody gets disgusted and turns it off because they're all talking at the same time? I, I hear you, Fred. You or I are not going to change this. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Ed on Staten Island. Good morning, Ed. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Dominic. I just heard you say that the rise in food prices is crazy. But and it's not crazy. It's bad policy. It's spending money like it's, you know, going like it's monopoly money. Okay, I mean, we, you know, I, when you I, say it's I, crazy, I think you understand what I was trying to say. Yeah, but you know, you whitewash it. It's not crazy. This was. This was done on purpose. Okay. All right. Fair point. Fair point, Ed. I, I know. Wait, no, it's not a fair point. I don't think this was done on purpose. Why, why would you say that? Because the Biden administration has spent money like it's monopoly money. That's inflationary. This was but done no, on purpose. No president, no administration wants to see high gas. I, I know the, action, the actions don't make sense as it relates to oil. But there's no win for any administration in a situation like this. Look, we have a lot of oil here. Pennsylvania has oil. You know, there's oil in Alaska. And all the leftists don't want to drill here. So we have to, like, throw all our money to the Middle East, to the Saudis, to the Saudis. I mean, we should take care of our own. Well, you you make a lot of sense there, and and we certainly agree, you and I, on that, Ed. I think everybody within the sound of my voice agrees on that one. Thank you for the call, Ed, this morning from Staten Island. Let's go from Staten Island to Long Island. Let's say good morning to Jose. Good morning, Jose. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, Thank you for taking my call, and I just want to say that I want to take my 10 seconds of Eric Adams breathing. So, you know, what he mentioned before, we all forgot about it. <laughs> Wait, say say that again. I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear you, Jose. I said that we all forgot to take our 10 seconds of breathing like the mayor. Eric oh, Adams oh now before. I got you. The, breathe, the breathing <laughs> exercise that, that he wants the kids to take in school. <laughs> yeah, the breathing exercises. That was that. I spoke to you the last time about that. I believe that, you know, we need to bring back the draft. These kids are being recruited into gangs, and they have that old dap, uh, personality, that old drug addiction personality, where they think everything is cool, smoking weed and everything. And they have these kids recruiting them into gangs, 
you need probably more recruitments in schools and, you know, have these kids that commit crimes go into the army or something, join the military. Uh, you know, as, as, as you're speaking, Jose, I'm thinking about when, when kids would get in trouble and a judge would say, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you two options here. Yeah. You know, back in, back go into the military yeah. or if I see you again before my, my bench, you're going to jail and kids would go into yeah. the military. Right. Right. So not, not a no, bad okay. idea. I, I, I agree with you on that one. Something has to be done. That's the bottom line. Thank you for yeah. that call. Dave and Comac. Good morning. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Hey Dominic. I was going to say, you know, I heard about Trump making a statement to the UAW uh, strikers about, Oh, that they're going to be replaced by uh, the electrical uh, cause. But uh, you know what? That's not true because, People aren't buying EVs. There's a lot of them that are, you know, just sitting idle because people don't want them. We're going to charge them futuristically. If you're renting an apartment, right, a landlord is not going to let you charge up. It would double the rent. That's not reality. The, the answer is not electric cars. And for him to make that statement is ridiculous. It's also ridiculous that Biden is is picketing along with the the UAW. The the, the raises they want of 40 percent are unsustainable. That's not reality. Fifteen percent is more like reality uh, or 10 percent is more like reality not 40 percent this is absurd he's just basically enabling or encouraging these people to strike by doing that well dave dave he was out there and and it is what it is i have to step in thank you uh time permitting we'll go to some other calls but i i don't know what it's going to look like i'm joined right now by frank morano the other side of midnight good morning to you frank hello dominic how are you my friend I'm well, so tell me what do you have coming up on this Friday morning? All right, uh, next hour we're going to do Ask Frank Anything, and you know what that means. Anything can happen. And oh, then yeah. uh, I'm going to talk in the 3 o'clock hour with Jimmy Fela, who you might have seen on Fox News. Very funny guy, stand-up comic, great radio talk show host as well, and he's become a regular on Fox. He's going to join us to talk about the humor that's in the presidential race. Next hour, uh, a woman named, a journalist named Elizabeth Winkler has written a book exploring a topic that people have been debating for at least a couple of hundred years. Did William Shakespeare actually write the plays that are attributed to him? A lot of folks have questions about it. We're going to explore who might have written these plays if it wasn't Shakespeare. And then my friend Marlena Shivo is going to stop by. In the four o'clock hour, we have uh, denunciations as well. So we've got a lot to get to. And those those are some amazing topics, Frank. I got a question for you. How do you come up with these ideas? <laughs> I um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I try to find anything that I'm interested in talking about, or anything that I am curious about, and hopefully somebody else will be too. Uh, but uh, there's no there's no one way to skin a cat, you know. Well, hey, you know Nancy Sleewa, she's going to get you for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Folks, stay right there. Frank And Frank, by the way, have a lovely weekend. Frank Morano, you the too, other side friend. of midnight is coming up. I will be back on Sunday evening, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. I want you folks to do me a favor and have a great weekend. Talk Radio 77, WABC.